0: The first thing you got to do is consistently work on building up that courage muscle. How do you build that courage muscle? By doing the things that make you uncomfortable. Go to 8weekacademy.com to claim your free copy of Jerry Norton's most popular training. In it, he reveals his blueprint for making $100,000 per year with real estate.
1: Guys, uh, if you don't know Carlos, he's been in the real estate game now since 2014, so he's hitting that 10-year mark. Carlos has an amazing backstory, came from Mexico, literally grew up on dirt floors, came to America, struggled and clawed his way through creating his own dream life, built an empire in real estate, branched into multiple other businesses within the industry, even out of the industry, is on some of the biggest stages in the world. Well sought after, has such an amazing story, so motivating. Carlos is going to share some strategies, some tips on how he's built an eight-figure business in wholesaling and real estate. He's going to share some ideas on how you can do a seven-figure, even eight-figure business, wholesaling houses. It's been amazing for me to get to know you. There's something about you and I where we just connected like on a, on a brother level. Like it's a, it's a real thing that is rare. I don't have very many relationships like that in my life and you're one of them. So I just appreciate you. I love you so much, Carlos. And I'm excited to have you share some of your wisdom. So how can you help the audience and the viewer really get a handle around and understand what they need to do to scale into a legit six, seven, even eight figure business? let's start with the foundation,
0: right? It took courage for me to say, you know what? I need to make a change. I was stuck, man, I was stuck, I was in de- you know desperation. And it took courage for me to just take that first step of like, I need to make a change. I'm gonna have to be the one to do it. Nobody in my family has ever done it. Nobody in my family is willing to do it. I'm gonna be that person. I'm gonna make that sacrifice. I'm going to be the sacrifice. But I was okay with that. I was like, at this point, I'm willing to put my life on the line to achieve success.
1: I've heard mm-hmm. you, Carlos, explain it like a slingshot. So you temporarily you took this big step back, right? Yes. So that you could have yes. time to do real estate, but then, like a slingshot, that was able to shoot you forward at a
0: brother. Rate. So many people get into this business, like you said, as a side hustle. Yeah. To so, to try to generate extra income. Mm-hmm. Right. And so many, there's very few people that just go all in and, 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 you, you know, start using this hustle or starts as a hustle or business as a full-time gig, like very few people. So yeah, yeah you're right. What, the first thing I did was I spoke to my, you know, my corporate leaders at that time, my company leaders. And I said, Hey guys, I can't give you 10 to 12 hours a day here. I can give you seven to eight, six to eight hours here. And I'm gonna start doing this thing called wholesaling. They thought I was crazy. They almost fired me when I said, Hey, can I have Friday and Saturday off to go to the Sean Terry event? <laughs> they were like, yeah. No, what are you doing? No, no, no. You need to be in the you need to be in the branch, and you need to, like so much resistance. And I'm sure a lot of people that are listening right now, they can feel and understand what I'm saying. Yeah. There's so much resistance, and that's the slingshot, right? There's resistance to pull back. And you got to take some step backwards and boom, you catapult your way forward. That leap of faith, uh, you know, it took me a year. It took me a year to actually leave my job. Mm -hmm. Once I I started doing real estate as a full-time gig, not as a part-time gig. Yes, it was considered a part-time gig, but I was like, okay, if I'm working (laughs) six to eight hours here for 20 something an hour, I'm going to work six to eight hours for me to make a few thousand extra dollars a month, or you know, tens of thousands of dollars a month. So, my mindset shifted, my focus shifted, everything shifted for me, and I started putting out bandit signs, knocking on doors, putting out flyers. Guys, when I tell you that I started in this industry with no money, I started with no money, not even a few thousand, maybe like seven, $800, maybe a thousand to start printing out bandit signs and printing out flyers and knocking on doors and got business cards and stuff like that. That's how I started. And as soon as I got my first deal, I invested 50% of those profits into my marketing, into a direct mail campaign. And I made $60,000. And I was like, holy smokes. I just made in one one month or in one campaign, what I used to make a year. That's when everything changed,
1: man. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, so I tell people that because your story is very similar to mine with my start in real estate, and I tell people, you know, when I decided to go into wholesaling, it was never to me a side hustle or I call it a Plan B. I, I or a, I never had a Plan B. Burn I the Never box, had a baby. Plan B. I it was I was so determined that I was going to succeed at it. I didn't know how long it would take. You know, I didn't know exactly what it looked like, but I knew that I was going to be successful at that. And I did not have a fallback plan. It was like, this is going to work. And that made a huge difference because when you have a plan B, as soon as you hit some bumps and some roadblocks, you're like, you know what? This is kind of tough. I'm going to go to my plan B. I think too many people have a plan B and they're not committed to it. Brother, the easiest thing to do is to give up.
0: But I can guarantee anybody that's watching this or listening to this, that if you don't give up, that it, you can sit there and you can cry because I, I I've cried with frustration and disappointment, right? And 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 pain. You can sit there and, and take your shots. You know you're gonna get some shots. They're, they're gonna come your way. Things are not gonna go your way. I didn't get my first deal until six months later after right. I started. After from the moment I placed my first bandit sign, six months later is when I got my first deal and my whole life changed. I made five grand. Yeah, and yeah. and it my whole life I'm like, oh my god, I just made in one month what I used to make, I, I just made in one deal what I used to make in one month yeah. working, yeah, over 200 hours at my corporate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> com- company, right? So once I invested that 50 percent of that those profits into a marketing campaign, into a direct mail campaign, and I made 60 grand, I did it again, and then I made 30. Now I made a total of 95 thousand dollars over 45 days, and I was like, wow, yeah. <laughs> wow, right? So. The first thing I did with that was I invested $7,500 into a Google ad, like Google ad marketing, a, AKA pay-per-click, right? Mm-hmm. Digital marketing. And I made 123K July of 2016. I, made my, I had my first six-figure month in July of 2016. And my life just changed, man. After that, I made my first successful hire in 2017, which now that we're getting into the building and the scaling, right? Your first successful hire should absolutely be an acquisition manager. Why? Because they're going to alleviate you of about 80% of the workload that you're doing. Because about 80% 80 to 100% of the workload is what? Trying to lock up deals, closing, right? Yeah, closing So once deals, you bring yeah. in another expert that can help you Now you're both going at it. You can increase your marketing because you just increase your capacity to handle the marketing. And guess what? Numbers don't lie. More leads, more conversations, more offers, more deals, deals, right? Mm -hmm. So my first successful hire was an acquisition manager. And after that, our company just, I mean, it skyrocketed. It -hmm. just took off where I started having consistent six figure months. And then I started to hire You know, my next person was a disposition manager. Mm -hmm. My next person was a transaction coordinator, right? I started to slowly hire. Then I hired cold callers. I want to get back to the foundation, the framework of what it takes to actually be successful in this industry. Like I said, it's going to take courage because guess what? You're going to face a lot of fear and that's not rare or uncommon. Every single multimillionaire that I've spoken with that's in the real estate space They've gone through the same thing, resistance, fear, mm-hmm. right? Overcoming their own personal beliefs and their own personal limitations and their own personal, you know, programming that was inserted into them by family, by parents, by mom, my dad, you know, by teachers, right? Everybody's telling you, you can't do it. That's crazy. Don't do that. You have a wife, you have a family, you have bills. You know, that's what I'm trying to tell people is the first thing you got to do is consistently work on building up that courage muscle. How do you build that courage muscle? By doing the things that make you uncomfortable. Oh man, I got to invest $5,000 into marketing. Oh, I can't do that. Well, guess what? Do it. Now, do it strategically. Take calculated risks. Marketing is not an expense, it's an investment. When you actually invest some money into marketing, if you do what you got to do on your end, strategically invest that into the right marketing cha- strategies, and then be a good closer over the phone, you're not going to fail. There's an industry standard of a four to six return on investment. So that means if I invest $10,000 into marketing, I might pull out forty dollars to $60,000 in return as gross mm-hmm. profits for that marketing. So I'm telling you this, it takes courage to do those things. I, I really do believe that the foundation of a lot of this is building up that courage to do what may seem impossible to you.
1: I love the way you, you describe that. I think one of the things I like to talk to quite a bit about is, you know, everybody's got a uh, risk tolerance level, right? So you come into this business, some people have a higher risk tolerance, some people have a lower risk tolerance, where if you think about a scale of like one to 10, wherever you're at, let's say you're a three. Um, you've got to put yourself in a four level risk to grow because then you're uncomfortable. It's pushing you. you Don't go from three to 10. You're not ready for that. That's going to be too much, but constantly put yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Whatever that looks like everyone's different, but if you're constantly pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to that next level, that's, that's tough. You're constantly in this anxious, stressful state and that stress and anxiety pressures you to grow and it's good and -hmm. what happens is and this is my experience what happens is is at first you're so uncomfortable you're out of that comfort zone there's the anxiety there's the stress but you manage it and then you have growth and then you immediately put yourself in the next level of anxiety and stress and uncomfort and then you grow and then you grow and then the top producers what happens to the top producers is the uncomfortable now becomes comfortable so like for me, if my life is going by, I feel too comfortable. Like I'm like, man, everything's just going smooth. Everything's going great. I know my growth is not happening anymore. And I, I strategically, intentionally will put myself into this new uncomfortable place because I know that's the only way and the only time I'm going to actually have growth again is I've got to put myself in an uncomfortable place. And so it's, you, it becomes a way of being and it becomes a way of living your life. And then what happens is, is another year goes by and you look back and you're like, man, I have phenomenal growth. I tell people, you know, to do your 10th deal is 10 times easier than your first deal. And to do your 100th deal is 100 times easier than your 10th deal. And Love it's it. because your, your tolerance for managing a lot, managing risk, managing capacity, a team, it starts to grow. Right. So I love that you talk about that. If you
0: think about it, right. It takes courage to get into this business. It takes courage to stay in this business. Uh It takes courage to make your first hire. It takes courage to increase your marketing. It takes courage to start at one point, go from, Wholesaler to fix and flipper. Now you're taking on more risk. You or see, or bigger margin,
1: bigger it, exactly. deals. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Like all of that takes courage because you're absolutely right. Every single level brings a new type of pressure. Think about yeah. it this way, right? We're we're uh, you're speaking at, at our event, Freedom, the number one real estate event in the country three years in a row. It takes courage to throw a big mega event like that. Oh yeah. Think yeah. about it. That's epic. Like that's monumental stuff to be like, all right, man, I'm going to do my absolute best to bring a thousand people to Arizona from all over the country. Is that swinging
1: for the fences? You're swinging
0: for the fences, (laughs) man. But like you said, my tolerance for risk is out of this world. A lot of people struggle. They don't have the courage to even make their first hire. Oh man, I don't know if I want to manage people, man. I don't know if I can afford to pay. Now I got a responsibility. Like all these, you see what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. right? It takes
1: courage, man. There's something that I think in America right now, I don't know what it is. There's this thing about like anxiety or pressure or stress. And we're so avoidant. People are like, dude, I got to avoid that at all costs. I got any pressure. I got to avoid it. I got to be so comfortable. And it's like, why? Why are we so afraid of feeling pressure? Like, that's a good thing. It pushes you to become a better person when you have pressure. Like you want to pressure yourself. That's when you find out what you are all
0: about, what's inside you, right? No pressure, no growth. Yeah. No pressure, avoid pressure, no growth. In my opinion, these are some of the core principles and core pillars that you got to have to build a seven-figure business. The principles that I give the wholesale space is people, data, speed, mm. people, data, speed, right? You got to have the right people. You got to have the right data. You got to have systems and processes in place. Do you even have a CRM that that does everything that you need it to do? What works in our business really heavily is pay-per-click, cold calling, and direct mail. Just because SMS, aka text blasting, works wonders for other people doesn't mean that that's going to be the case for for me or for you. You got to find yourself, and I just want to tell people this, you have to commit to 90 days of consistency when it comes to your marketing, when it comes to expanding into another market, you have to commit. You can't commit one or two weeks and say, oh man, that's not working for me. I'm out. You can't. Let me give you a breakdown of what my organization looks like. It's broken down by different departments. I got my acquisition department, which is led by my sales director, John Hutton. It's one physical in-house body that oversees 10 virtual acquisition mm. managers. My acquisition managers are not American. Yeah. They're virtual now. Then I have a disposition department yeah. with my my uh, John Acuna. He's my Dispo manager. All he does is Dispo wholesale deals. And then I have my asset director that oversees all my flips. He oversees okay. the project managers. He oversees the warehouse, the inventory warehouse, the private money, the listing realtor. He oversees everything. It's broken down by departments. And then I have my admin department, which takes care of the books and and everything, office related issues and things like that. So those are the four departments that I've been able to build over these past eight years. And that's what it's going to take for somebody out there that's truly trying to gain or or, or acquire or build a seven figure operation. And this is what I want people to know, by the way, because if there's new people out there listening, if there's, if they're already active investors or aspiring investors, You will gradually get here, but you got to start with the end in mind. Yeah, You got to say, hey, at one point, I do want to have a running operation and have my own office and have my own people that are helping me get these deals. So I'm not stuck in the deal rat race every single month. You gradually build your way there. Don't think it's going to happen overnight, but you got to have that vision of, hey, this is what I want. And then you start taking steps every single day and you start working towards
1: that vision. It's one deal at a time, one hire at a time. you want to build a legit world-class organization that's giving you time and freedom so you're not doing everything anymore, you've gotta have the right people and you've gotta have the right systems. You combine those two things and you start with one. You, you grow, you bring on another person. You've got managers now that oversee departments it's freed you up now to then start new businesses, do bigger things, you know, really focused on your genius, your creative genius, uh, do things like the event coming up and just really have a massive impact because you're not stuck in the day-to-day operations. And that's what's allowed you to build such a successful yes, organization.
0: 95% of this industry consists of owner operators. Maybe people just like being busy. Right. Maybe people just like being busy. I don't like being busy. I like being productive. When you Different. start to hire a hundred percent of that person's time in that specific department with that specific responsibility or duties is better than 10% of your time, 15, oh, yeah. 20% of your time. How can yeah. you ever start expanding, trying to roll out other streams of income if you're in survival mode every day doing the day to day? At that point, you're an owner operator. You need to work on becoming a real business owner. I spend about two hours a month in my real estate operation. And our goal this year is 10 million.
1: That's a business owner. Yes. Yeah. That, that should tell somebody business something. Owner. Yeah. I like to ask, I like to tell myself or ask myself, uh, is this thing, whatever it is I might be doing, is it worth a thousand dollars an hour? Cause that's what I'm worth. And if it's not worth a thousand dollars an hour, then I shouldn't be doing it. And that that gets you immediately out of low low level tasks and gets you thinking about who should be doing that thing. Carlos is building a world-class eight-figure business, wholesaling houses that he personally spends virtually no time in that business because he set up the people in the systems. And that's the big thing we hope you take away from this video is wherever you're at, start, have that vision and now start working towards it because then you've built a world-class organization that is going to give you time and financial freedom, which is the ultimate goal of why all of us are here anyway. Carlos, let's talk about this this event coming up. Depending on when you're watching this video, it, it may have passed because it's coming up here in a, what, another month? May 13th, May
0: 14th in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, we're bringing out, the cream of the crop, the best of the best, the brightest mind, brightest minds in the real estate community, right? People like yourself, people like Pace Morby, Jamil Damji, Chris Crone, Ryan Pinetta, myself, Max Maxwell. Um, I mean, Chris Rude, the list goes on and on and on. You're going to learn from some of the top experts in their niche fields, right? Short-term rentals, Airbnb, luxury flips, mobile home investing, multifamily, how to build and scale seven-figure operations. People need to get here. They're going to have their minds blown by the speakers. Oh, and we happen to have one of the top entrepreneurs in the world coming to speak at this event Mr Ed Milet, man this guy I have so much respect for this guy you definitely need to get to this event if you have not secured your seat May 13th May 14th Scottsdale Arizona Jerry's gonna also put some links down here where you can use um his discount and uh man that gives you a discount and and we hope to see you there
1: uh when you asked me to come do this I was like Carlos heck yeah man whatever I can do I love you and then when I saw the lineup I was like Oh man, there what is What did some-
0: I get myself into? <laughs> there
1: <laughs> there right. is some serious talent coming to this thing and you brought in like the best of the best. So this is going to be phenomenal. This is not just for Phoenix people. This is I don't care where you're at. Get your butt on a plane and get there. You are not going to regret that you went to this if you go to this training. So again, like Carlos said, link link in the description below and make sure you get your ticket. It is limited seating. When they're gone, they're gone. And so it's going to sell out so don't wait guys get yes. your ticket link below and carlos i'm just thank so you, thrilled bro. to be a part of your world i'm, I'm so to thank thrilled you, with you a i have a very small inner circle carlos Same. and thank you for all you do thank you. you
0: brother thank you man you I, pre- so I love you, man. Thank you.
1: i love your passion i love your heart and soul i love how much you care and just again thank you carlos for all you do for the community and just love you and guys I, you, I can't wait to spend a couple days with you in phoenix